0: going on, everyone? Welcome to the Downtown Browntown Podcast, now probably a part of the Blue Wire Hustle Podcast Network. I am your host, Jake Brown, otherwise known as Downtown Brown. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Downtown underscore Brown on Twitter and at Downtown underscore Brown 33 on Instagram. And uh, also to stay up to date on my content, uh, you can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. By searching downtown Browntown, if you go ahead and follow me on Spotify, you will get uh, my podcast will be uploaded into your new episode section of your library every single week. Um, and then with Apple Podcasts, if you follow me on there, you should get a notification when my uh, podcast post. And uh, now and going forward, since the start of the season, I'm recording every Wednesday night, and the episodes will be uploaded Thursday around five a.m. So. Uh, just so everyone knows the timing there, um, so let's go ahead and get started here. Since we talked last, the Bucks are one and two, uh, losing two home games against the San Antonio Spurs and the Utah Jazz, and winning last night uh, or two nights ago against uh, the Detroit Pistons on the road. So, Bucks uh, coming off of a three-game skid, all those games at home, two against Western Conference opponents that being Minnesota, Spur, the Spurs, and the Jazz, and then following up with a win in Detroit. So uh, that puts the Bucs at four and four through eight games. Now, obviously, this is not the Bucks team that we are going to see uh, towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. Uh, we just continue to lose, guys. Um, now, Chris Middleton is in the health and safety protocols. Uh, he missed... The game against the Utah Jazz on Sunday, he was sick, um, but Bud said that it was a non-COVID illness, but then he came back uh, on Monday and got tested and tested positive for COVID. So I believe he tests positive on Monday, um, and he's going to miss at least 10 days um, in the, being in the health and safety protocols I think he's going to be out probably around two weeks. Uh, they're going to have to ramp him up when he gets back. It seems like he's ha- he had a little bit of symptoms. I don't know about the severity of those, but uh, Bud just saying that you know he felt sick. So um, I think the protocols are a little bit different if you have symptoms versus not. Um, and he is vaccinated, so uh, we will see when Chris is back. But remember last year when Drew Holiday got COVID, uh, he was out for, I think, three weeks. Um, so they were really cautious with him. So, uh, I'm hoping that Chris is going to be back two, two two and a half weeks, uh, you know, targeting that Lakers game when the bucks take on the Lakers two weeks from today. So that would just be like 16 days from when he would enter the health and safety protocols, which I, I think is doable for him to come back. So obviously another tough loss for the bucks here in the lineup. Um, we're down four starters from last year, if you count Dante, um, Giannis being the only starter still in the lineup currently. Um, We still got Brooke Lopez out with back soreness. He's been out since ring night against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Drew Holiday is out with a sprained ankle, which he suffered the first time we played the Spurs uh, back on October 23rd. Um, So I think he's the closest to being back. Uh, Bud said that he was trending in the right direction and uh, he was doing some basketball stuff leading up to the game against the Pistons. I thought there was a slight chance he could return in that game, but I'm not surprised that he didn't play given that it's the Pistons and they absolutely stink. So um, no need to play drew holiday there. Um, But I think that there's a solid chance that he's back against the New York Knicks this coming Friday. If not, I think he's definitely going to be back in that Wizards game on Sunday or the Philadelphia game on Tuesday. So um, would just be nice to get one of our starters back. Um, and obviously Dante is still out with the ankle injury. Um, I think it's going to be not until the new year at the earliest that he'll be back, um, maybe late January, early February. I have absolutely no idea. Um, it's been a a roller coaster here just with the Bucks. Uh, so many guys out. Um, and and the frustrating part is, is that we're not getting any information from the team on, on timelines for these guys, like Brooke Lopez. Uh, after the Nets game, he was out with back soreness. So like, okay, it's back soreness. It doesn't say he has a strain in his back or any sort of muscle issue in his back or anything like that. So you felt like, okay, maybe he'll be out a week tops and he'll be back. But clearly that has not been the case. Um, and it sounds like Brooke Lopez is not coming back anytime soon. Um, again, I could be wrong there, but um, Bud has continued to say that he is in the currently just in the weight room. He said that a few days ago, not doing any basketball activities, and he's progressing in his timeline, but he doesn't have a timeline to return that's the most typical bud thing I've ever heard. He's the king at saying nothing. Um, so it's just frustrating. Like all the other teams in the league give timelines for their players for the most part when they're injured. So, um, it's just frustrating. Like, just tell me, is he going to be back in a week, two weeks, a month? Like I prefer obviously to be a shorter timeline, but just would like to know like when these guys are going to be back. So it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and go on the injuries too much, but clearly it's affecting the Bucks. Uh, we picked up some losses that normally we would not, uh, lose to these teams like Minnesota and uh, San Antonio, both at home. Um, so I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know, um, the Bucks got some tough games coming up. Like I said, uh, they have I think it's five of the s- next six games on the road. So they play the Knicks on Friday at home, which the Knicks are playing pretty well right now. Um, they did lose to Toronto the other night, but um, still uh, the Knicks are, are playing really well. Um, it's going to be a tough game to win. And then we've got Washington on the road at Sunday on Sunday, um, followed by Philadelphia on the road Tuesday the 9th and a, a back-to-back then playing the Knicks on the road the next night. Um, and then you've got Boston on the road on a Friday and Atlanta on the road on a Sunday. So, again, yeah, that's five of the next six on the road um, against some pretty good teams. So uh, the Bucks are going to have some some struggles here to pick up some wins. Um, I mean, obviously, we needed the one last night in Detroit. We'll talk about that game a little bit later um, but you know, these next six games, if we go two and four, I think that's a win for the bucks in this situation. Uh, it's just some, some good teams and playing on the road is never easy, um, especially with fans back in the building. So, um, it's, it's just going to be tough. So, uh, like I said, if we can get Drew Holiday back, hopefully for that next game, um, I think we're going to be in much better shape and I could maybe see the bucks going three and three at best in the six game stretch. But um, again, I think it's just going to end up getting a little worse before it gets better. And uh, I know a lot of people out there on Twitter are, are panicking a little bit. Like, are the bucks even going to make the playoffs? Like, I think that's crazy to say Um, they will make the playoffs, but this start to the season, if we keep piling up more losses, is going to impact the bucks from a seeding perspective for the most part like i'm not saying that the one or the two seed is out of play you know if the bucks let's say you know they've got 10 losses let's say they're like 8 and 8 and 12 or or 9 and 11 something like that uh, through 20 games is that going to take them out of being Potentially the one or the two seed. I don't think so, but it's going to be an uphill battle to get up to one of those seeds. Um, and I just don't know if the Bucks really care about that as well. Um, you know, obviously last year we were the three seed and we won the title. The two years before that, we were the one seed and got knocked out in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Semifinals. So. Um, I just don't know if the Bucks really care about that. Now you obviously want to avoid the play in tournament that's seed seven through 10, because when you're in there, you're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. So um, Bucks got to get at least the six seed to guarantee a playoff spot. I think they will. Um, you know, once we get these guys back, we should be able to run off a nice streak of games um, and just get ourselves back up into the standings and, and feel comfortable about where we are at. Um, but Like I said, at some point we got to start winning games. And I just think that we're going to pile up a good amount of losses here coming up, uh, especially before we get Chris and Drew back, um, that it's just going to be tough to to win a lot of these games. And it's just going to end up impacting the seeding in some way, shape or form. Now, for me, I always say like, you know, if you can get a better seed, it's, it's going to benefit you in some way, shape or form. Now for the bucks last year, they started off series pretty bad, um, obviously losing both games in Brooklyn. Um, they, this is not counting the Miami series. Um, and then losing game one to Atlanta at home and losing both games of the NBA finals, uh, games one and two on the road. So um, it almost kind of worked out in the Bucks' favor that they didn't start those games um, at home because if you lose two games at home, in a seven game series to start a series, you're not in great shape to win the series. Uh, Home court has completely shifted. You got to win two games on the road to get home court back. And and that's just tough to do. But clearly the Bucs showed their ability to win games on the road, including a game seven against Brooklyn on the road and game five in Phoenix of the NBA finals. So I just don't think the Bucs are going to care that much about seeding as long as they avoid the play in tournament. Um, but, you know, for me as a fan, as someone who covers the team, I think that, you know, the better seed you can get, it just, it's just not going to hurt you. You know, you could potentially play a, uh, a more superior, uh, opponent or, um, just, you know, get home court advantage, which is never a bad thing. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how the bucks, uh, end up finishing in the standings here. And obviously we got 72 games left. So, 74 rather, um, 74 games left in the season. So definitely not time to hit the panic button right now, but, um, it's just, it's tough to watch some of these games, to be honest, you know, just knowing what the bucks can be, what they should be, if they were healthy, you know, I think we're looking at six and two at worst if we had all of our players. Um, so, you know, it's just tough to see like us struggling and just really finding you know, it's just hard for us to score points um, and just not having Brooke Lopez really changes the complexion of this team, especially on defense um, and rebounding. They're just really having a really hard time uh, getting consistent stops in the paint. And also uh, they're getting dominated from a rebounding perspective in a lot of these games. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, the one thing that I am a little concerned about is is Giannis and his health. Now he has played in every game this season and uh, we have seen him get nicked up a few times, excuse me, the last two games here um, against the jazz Sunday night. Uh, He banged his left knee against someone in the paint. And you could definitely see that he was holding onto it a little bit, favoring it a little bit. Uh, That's the same knee that he bent backwards in the Eastern conference finals game four against Atlanta Um, and miraculously came back and dominated in the finals. So never want to see Giannis um, holding that left knee. And uh, clearly he even said in his post-game press conference that he felt pain in the knee. Um, But given the state of this team right now, he wanted to be a leader. He wanted to go out there and play. um, And he played through the rest of the game. Um, So obviously never want to see something like that. And then not only that, um, last night or two nights ago against Detroit. Um, he looked like he hurt his left elbow a little bit. Um, that's the one that he actually hurt in the playoffs too. I can't remember what series it was. I think it was the, I think it was the Atlanta series. I'm not sure, but ever since then, he's been wearing that out that arm sleeve on his left arm to cover his elbow. because I think he hurt it, um, in, in the playoffs last year. Um, and it looked like he was favoring it a little bit last night as well. Uh, I can't remember what happened in the game, but, um, again, just Giannis has played every game and I don't think he would have played every game if all of our starters were here. Um, but right now he's kind of forced to do so unless, you know, obviously something major is going on or even, uh, you know, a solid injury that needs to keep him out of the lineup. Um, so a lot of tread on Giannis's tires right now. He's not playing, uh, an astronomical amount of minutes this season. Like he's not playing 40, um, minutes a game or anything like that. Um, he's actually only at 31.4, which is not bad at all, but still he's played every game. He's playing hard out there. Honestly, looks like, like he's a little timid when he's driving a little bit, sometimes like it felt like earlier on in the regular season last year, like Giannis just looked off when he was driving to the basket. He didn't have that same exact explosion or anything like that. I'm seeing a little bit of that since he banged his knee in in the Utah game. So I'm just a little concerned about him being overused right now. I totally expect once we get two of the starters back, that being Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, most likely that Giannis is probably going to sit a game for sure, maybe two games, just to give him a little bit of a break because I think he's going to need it. So that's really my main concern right now is just keeping Giannis healthy. Obviously, we cannot afford to lose him. That's always a concern of mine, but especially now when we're out four starters from last year and just struggling to win games, he f- feels the need to be out there. I mean, he's he is healthy according to his standards. I mean, he plays through pretty much anything. Um, so. That's just my main concern here is we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to avoid the play in tournament. I'm not concerned about that, but it's just really getting all these guys back and keeping Giannis healthy. That's the big concern for me. So uh, again, hope we see some of these guys come back soon and uh, the Bucks can start getting some more wins. So um, currently the Bucks are 10th in the Eastern conference at four and four uh, tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers, also four and four. Um, let's just go through the East a little bit here, Miami at the top tied with Chicago at six and one, um, Miami has looked fantastic. Um, I can't stand the team, um, ever since the bubble series. I really haven't even liked them before that. Uh, I'm a big D Wade fan, but, um, you know, once D Wade was out, I, you know, I, I never was really even rooting for the heat. Necessarily when they had LeBron James, I liked it more when it was just D Wade on that team, but I've always been a huge D Wade guy, but he's gone. Miami is great right now. Jimmy Butler is playing fantastic. Bam out of, Bam out of bio has really played well, uh, playing more like he did in the bubble season than he did last season, um, looking like the all star that he was two years ago. Um, Tyler Hero also averaging 22 points per game, shooting 46% from the field, 40% from three off the bench. He's looking like the bubble Tyler Hero, and even a better version of that. Um, they got a really tenacious defense with the with PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. Like that is that is tough from a defensive perspective. Uh, you got shooters like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Markeith Morris is a solid role player off the bench. Um, their depth isn't great. Dwayne Dedman is garbage. Um, Max Struess, he's not very good. Um, but anyways, that Heat team is legit. They are good. They are a Eastern conference contender, no doubt about it. Um, and a, a contender to win the, the title this year. Um, we're only seven games in I'm not trying to crown them as anything currently, but you know, they look really, really good right now. And, um, that's not a team that you want to run into in the playoffs, but you know, if the bucks are going to get out of the East, they, there's a good chance they're going to have to to go through Miami at some point to, to get there. So um, Miami sitting at the top looking great. uh, And I never like to see that Chicago haven't watched really any of their games this year, but I'm a big Lonzo ball guy. I think he's a great player. Um, And I like the addition of Alex Caruso a lot. He's been really solid off the bench for them. Um, and even picking up like a Derek Jones Jr. as a role player. Troy Brown Jr. I think is a little underrated. Um, and DeMar DeRozan has played great. So that team is explosive offensively um, and they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Now, they, and they, there's a good chance that they're probably not going to be in the play-in tournament either. Um, so Chicago's looking really good. The New York Knicks coming in at the three seed, uh, five and two for them. I've watched a couple of their games they look good. Um, Evan Fournier has been pretty good for them in the starting lineup. Just another guy who can uh, create his own shots and knock down a lot of shots. Uh, I know a lot of people ripped on the contract it is pretty hefty for him, but he's a solid player and a really good fit for the Knicks. Um, Kemba Walker coming into Mitchell Robinson is a great center for them. Um, he is just huge. He's not, he doesn't have Dwight uh, Dwight Howard shoulders, but I mean, he could at some point, his shoulders are big. He's a big dude and he is really freaking good. Um, he was hurt most of the year last year. So getting him back in the lineup, Knicks are a good team. Um, I don't know where they're going to finish in the standings. I could still see them f- uh, flirting with the play in tournament, but uh, that's a really good basketball team. And them sitting at five and two is a great start. And you got Philadelphia at five and two as well. Um, obviously the whole Ben Simmons fiasco, um, is still going on, but they're still winning games in spite of that. So, um, Philly still got a good roster without Ben Simmons. I don't know what's going to happen. Apparently still not mentally ready to play basketball, dude, you're making like 30 million a year. You're not mentally ready to play basketball. Like, come on that, that dude's a joke, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to talk about him anymore. Philly still got a good roster and um, beat is already kind of hurting and is from his, his knees already in pain. So that's a saga that always happens every year, um, but they still got good players like uh, Tobias Harris, who's also in the, the health and safety protocol. So he will probably be out for the game next week as well against the buck. So that helps us a little bit. Seth Curry, um, you know, shake Milton Tyrese Maxey. They, they got some good players. So that's a team definitely to, keep an eye on. I think they could be floating with the play in tournament as well. And you got the wizards at the five seed. They've looked great. Um, bucks play them this Sunday. Um, that's that's around the same time as a Packer game. Um, but, uh, bucks play the Wizards. They're looking great. Spencer Dinwiddie has been solid for them. Kyle Kuzma is averaging 13 rebounds a game, I believe, um, which is insane for him. Uh, Montres Harrell has played absolutely outstanding off the bench for them. They clearly won that Russell Westbrook trade, picking up KCP, who's also been good for them. Just a steady, steady three and D role player. Um, KCP Kuzma and Montres Harrell, no doubt they won that trade. The wizards, they're a good team. They're, they're going to make the playoffs, uh, probably the play in tournament, but still they're going to be in that playing tournament at the lowest. Uh, I like that team. They're looking good. Um, and you got the Raptors at the sixth seed, uh, five and three. I don't know how much I'm believing in them right now. They did beat the Knicks the other night. Scotty Barnes, their rookie, has has looked good. Um, they still got Fred VanVleet, OG Ananobi. Uh, Siakam is still out right now, but I think they're a playing team at best. I think they're going to slip a little bit, so I'm not too concerned about them. Then you got a team that I really like in the Charlotte Hornets. My guy, LaMelo Ball, um, is balling right now. I said in my podcast with Joel that he, at the end of this year, he's going to be a better player than De'Aaron Fox. I'm feeling real good about that right now. He's playing better than De'Aaron Fox so far this season. Now we're only eight games through, but still, um, I'm feeling real, real good about that. But Charlotte is definitely making the playoffs too. They could be a play-in team as well, but... Miles Bridges has absolutely balled this year. He didn't get his rookie contract extension. So he's going to be, a, um, I think, a restricted free agent next summer. Um, and he's clearly coming out with a vengeance this year and wants to get paid. Man, has he? he's probably the most improved player at this point in time. Um, he took a huge, huge leap. So that team is really good. Um, They're going to make the play in tournament for sure. And you got Brooklyn and Atlanta at four and three at the eight and nine seeds right ahead of the bucks. They're actually playing. um, That'll be last night uh, when you hear this podcast, but uh, obviously Brooklyn is making the playoffs. I don't think they're going to care as much about seeding either. Um, They just know that they're going to beat a lot of teams in the playoffs, regardless of what seed they are. Um, James Harden has definitely not played well this year. The new officiating rules, which have been amazing are definitely affecting Trey Young or James Harden and Trey Young. Um, but, uh, I think the Nets are, they're still going to be, you know, a top four or five seed, I would think. Um, and they're still going to be really good and a clear contender to win the Eastern conference in Atlanta. They got a good team as well. Um, they're definitely going to make the playoffs and, uh, they've, they just got a really good roster. So, The Eastern conference is loaded this year. I think it's better than the West. And the thing for me to look at is like teams like the bulls, the Knicks, the wizards, the Raptors, they're all up at the top right now. And, you know, obviously there's still 74 games left to go for most of these teams, but it's not great for the bucks right now that a lot of these teams that you didn't expect to have solid records to start are sitting at the top of the conference you know, we're rooting for all these Eastern Conference teams ahead of us to lose games going forward uh, before we get all of our guys back, just because we, you know, we don't want to fall too far behind because uh, then our margin for error is just going to be smaller and uh, we're going to have to win a bunch of games, you know, just to get ourselves in a better position to make the playoffs. Obviously, we will win the play, make the playoffs and we will avoid the play in tournament, but still just got to keep that in mind that a lot of these teams, like the Wizards and the Bulls, the Hornets, the Raptors, you did not expect them to have a good start to the season. So something to keep in mind and, uh, and just root for all these teams ahead of the Bucks to lose games going forward so that we don't fall too bar- far behind to start the season. So not concerned. Uh, we'll be, we'll be just fine, but uh, eventually the Bucks got to start winning games when we get our guys back. So I'm excited for that point in time. So let's talk a little bit about the game two nights ago against Detroit. The Bucks. Winning that one, 117 to 89, uh, to get their first win after a three game skit at home. Um, Giannis was fantastic in the game, 28 points in 28 minutes. Uh, he hit four or five jumpers in the game. Uh, one catch and shoot three pointer that was just so clean. Um, it was so quick too. Like you never see Giannis like shoot, like just catch and release so quick like that. He usually ends up dribbling a few times and then shooting. Um, It was just so pure. He made four or five jumpers, one mid range jumper towards the end of the game. That was just so clean. Uh, He finishes nine for 16 from the field, three of seven from three and uh, seven for seven from the free throw line. That is so huge. He is shooting really well from the free throw line to start the season. Um, And that is just, that's what Bucks fans want to see. So um Giannis is so freaking good. Um, It's just, we're so lucky to have him. He's shooting 74% from the free throw line this year, which is great. If he is anywhere in the mid seventies to to end the season, look out NBA. I mean, he is shooting really well from the stripe uh, this year and shooting 32% from three. That is the best since his rookie season. I know it's a small sample size, but he's making more three pointers and he's also averaging 4.8 uh, 4.8 attempts per game, which is the most in his career. Uh, he did have 4.7 three-point attempts per game uh, in the 1920 season, um, but he's he's able to make some threes here and there. I don't want him shooting a bunch still, um, but if he's starting to knock him down at you know a mid 30s, 35, 36 percent, I mean, gosh, good luck defending the guy. You're going to have to respect the shot a little bit, and he's in that case he's just going to dunk on you. So. Uh, not much else to say about Giannis. He is just so freaking good. And we are so lucky to have him, uh, also Florida with the triple double last night with eight boards, nine assists and four blocks, all of those coming in the third quarter. Uh, he had like four blocks in five minutes, just guys tr- kept trying to go at him in the paint and he, he let him have it every single time. He is just He's one of a kind and uh, 28 points in 27 minutes. Like you just don't hear that from other guys. Like if LeBron James is doing that, I said this in an earlier podcast, you know, you know how much you would get on ESPN and FS Fox sports one, all these uh, debate shows It'd say, Oh, LeBron, look at him. 28 points in 27 minutes. He's the goat. Giannis does that more often than not. And he's just incredible. So great game from Giannis. The second best buck I thought last night was my boy, Pat Connaughton, uh, 16 points for Pat. He started the game last night um, and he had 16 points, six for eight from the field, four or five from three, three boards, two assists and two steals for Pat. Um, he was great. You know, he, he struggled shooting the last few games. Uh, pretty much all of the bucks did um, in that three game skid at home, uh, but I think Pat is easily the one who's benefited the most from the championship in terms of confidence. Uh, he just looks so much more confident out there. He's finishing extremely well at the rim. Uh, he's always been a solid finisher, um, but he's making some really tough, uh, baskets in the paint with guys trying to block his shots. Um, he's just a really solid player. And like, this is probably the third or fourth game that Pat has put up over 15 points this year. Um, that's just great to have in a role player. And I think he's the Bucks' most consistent role player at this point in time, um, again, especially coming off that title run. So um, Pat has just been really good. The two steals as well I thought was interesting. Uh, he's making plays on defense this year, getting his hands in passing lanes and just knowing um, where to be on defense. So I thought Pat Conton was easily the second-best Buck last night. Um, rounding out the starting lineup here, Grayson Allen, eight points for him, two for eight from the field, two of six from three, uh, three boards for him and two blocks. Um, Grayson has been good. Uh, I like what I see, what I've seen from him this year. Uh, Even though a lot of people on Twitter are saying like, oh, Grayson Allen is not shooting well from three this year. um, He's still shooting uh, 37% from three, 36.8% to be exact that's still good. Um, and like, you know, he's, he's definitely going to get better. I think he's going to be hovering around that 40% from three Mark, which is like when, if someone shoots 40% from three, that is very good. Um, so I think Grayson has been good. Uh, He's averaging 13 points a game this year with the bucks. Um, and I just like what I'm seeing from him specifically offensively. He's just consistent and, uh, he just fits in really well with this team we only saw really one half of basketball where he played with the starters. And I thought he fit in really well in that half of basketball against the nets. Um, so I'm just excited about Grayson Allen. Uh, he also had the two blocks last night. He can make some, uh, flashy plays on defense. He's got a, uh, maybe not elite athleticism, but definitely above average athleticism around like a Pat Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo for sure. Both of them are pretty athletic for guards. So um, I really like Grayson Allen so far. I think he's only going to get better as he gets more comfortable with this team. And also when he's not forced to be the second best scorer on this team in the starting lineup, like with Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton, he's going to be the fourth of the fifth um, you know, going to be relied on like the fourth or the fifth to score points. You know, he's not going to have to carry this offense. Not that he's carrying it right now, but you know what I mean? He's just being relied on a lot more. So um, I really like Grayson so far, and and I expect him to only get better. Um, George Hill also started the game, pretty standard George Hill game, four points in 22 minutes, one for four from the field, no three pointers for him, uh, five boards, seven assists and steal. Um, He's just been steady. You know, George is a, is a steady backup point guard in this league. Um, I like the addition of him so far. He's been a little bit better than I thought he was going to be so far to start the season. I was a little down on him coming into the year, just based on how he looked in the preseason and how he played last year. But again, I think him just being on that, that Philly team who just has terrible chemistry, I think that affected his play a little bit. So Um, George Hill, not much to say there. He can still defend. Um, and he's playing well for this team. Uh, he's not going to be playing, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game once we get the starters back. So, um, just a really steady guy to have off the bench and, and he's going to have a consistent role for this team going forward. Thanasis rounds out the starting lineup at the five. Uh, this is definitely one of the better Thanasis games. And I am, I guess I'm deemed to be a Thanasis hater just based on some of my takes in the past. Um, not going to shy away from that. But Thanasis finishes with nine points in 23 minutes, four for four from the field, uh, no three pointers for him. Eight boards, one assist, two steals for Thanasis. Um, obviously, we know his his lack of skills on offense. Um, he's kind of trying to develop a little bit of like a hook floater shot in the paint. Um, It doesn't have a lot of touch to it. It's, I mean, he really struggled against Utah. Rudy Gobert blocked him a few times, Um, but it's not pretty, but it went in last night. And I think it can, can go in going forward. Um, He makes an impact when he's out there, not all the time, but um, my take on the is really not going to change. He's just not a great basketball player in my eyes. Like he makes good energy plays. He's active on the rebounding game. He's really good in that dunker spot uh, on offense, you know, just floating around the paint and, and trying to get some guys to, to pass him the ball and ends up dunking it. So that's kind of what the dunker spot is. Um, he's just is what he is. You know, I just, I don't think he's going to be a, a normal player in the rotation going forward. When we get our starters back, I think he'll be phased out of it, but for now, he's serving a role and we need him to serve that role because we're just so limited. So I just don't have much else to provide from Thanassus. but I will say that was probably one of his best two games this year. So shout out to him. He played well last night and it definitely helped us um, win the game. So shout out to Thanassus there. Uh, We'll start on the bench next. Uh, Jordan Wara with 24 Walks 24 minutes in the game, 16.7 for 13 from the field, two of five from three, five boards, three assists, two turnovers. Um, I thought this was definitely one of the better WARA games. He really struggled the last three games um, at home, uh, just not being able to knock down shots, just forcing up bad shots. Again, that's my main knock on him is his shot selection. Um, but he looked a lot better last night. I think he was just kind of letting the game come to him a little bit more, uh, driving to the basket. He had a really nice dunk in the game um, and just not trying to force up bad shots all the time. I think he did a much better job of that last night. And uh, he is really important for this Bucks team while all these injuries are occurring um, because he's a guy who can put up 20 points in any game. And uh, if he's putting up, you know, 15 to 20, the Bucs are going to have a solid shot to win the game. Um, So Jordan Wara is a really intriguing player right now. I'm glad that he's getting, you know, 20 to 25 minutes a game because he's got a lot of potential and he's just a guy who needs to be out on the court, get some experience to just better his game. And uh, I like that he's getting an opportunity. So um, yeah, for me, definitely one of the better Jordan Wara games. Um, And we're going to need his offense going forward while these guys are out. Uh, We'll touch on Justin Robinson next 11 points for him, which is a career high in 24 minutes, four of seven from the field, three of six from three, uh, three boards, four assists for Justin Robinson. I think I've been one of the people that's been a little higher on Justin Robinson this year. I think he's looked pretty solid, especially for a two way player. Um, He should really be playing on the Wisconsin herd right now. And uh, obviously he's having to play minutes for the bucks. And I think he's played pretty well. Uh, That was definitely his best game last night. He makes plays on defense. He's gotten a few steals the last few games. He forced a charge. I think it was in the Utah game. Um, That was really nice. And uh, he's just, he's just a pretty decent player. Now I don't think his ceiling is really high. Um, but sometimes, you know, having a guy in that two-way spot who can just give you 10 to 15 spot minutes here and there, if you absolutely need it, is valuable. And clearly having more of like a established two-way player versus like a rookie like Mamu is really paying dividends for the Bucks so far. Um, he was on the Thunder last year. He's played NBA minutes. So I think he's really fit in well. Uh, since he's been playing now, I don't think his offense is amazing, but he shot the ball ball. Well, last night, I mean, three for six from three is great. Um, so I think that Justin Robinson has played well. Um, and I'm really glad that we have him right now because he's being forced to play a lot of minutes as our backup point guard. And I think he's done a pretty respectable job at it. So, um, he's obviously not going to be in the rotation going forward when we get our guys back, but you know what? I'm I'm happy for him. He's playing really well, and uh, we're gonna need him going forward while these guys are out. Let's touch on a a, a hot topic in the in Bucks Twitter world here. Um, A guy that I was really high on coming into the off season. Still think he's got a lot of potential. That being Shemi Ojale. Um, He scores his first points as a Milwaukee Buck. Uh, The last two games he was 0 for ten from three. Didn't score a single basket. 0 for 2 from the free throw line as well. Um, so, yeah, that was that was rough from Shemi. But last night, four points for him. Uh, one for three from the field. Missed his only three-pointer. Uh, made two free throws, five boards, and two turnovers for Shemi. Um, I still don't think he looks very good right now. Um, his He just looks lost on offense. Like he, I feel like he's trying to play like a big guy, but he's really not a big guy. Um, you know, normally I think he would fit in really well with our, like, with like a Brooke Lopez out there uh, with a, you know, obviously a lot of other guys would fit well with Brooke Lopez being out there, but I think Shemi is a six, six undersized power forward. He's just trying to play too big right now and it's not working out for him. So, um, I just think he's really struggling to find his way right now. I'm not jumping off the Shemi bandwagon. I still think he can be a, a valuable player for this team, but I'm just not seeing a lot from him right now. He's 0 for 11 from three in his three games as a buck. And, um, and I don't think his defense has been that great either. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy who can, um, you know, he's a bigger guy and we, he's been known to, uh, be like a pretty good defender in his career, but um, I just, I'm not seeing much from him defensively right now. So i um, not jumping ship. I still think he can be valuable. Poor man's, poor man's PJ Tucker is what I said. He could be at best. I still think that's in the realm of possibilities, but I'm I'm losing a little bit of hope on that. So I uh, just got to see more from him. He has been better rebounding the last two games. I just think that he still can be a solid player for this team. Uh, he's just got to get a little more acclimated. And he was out with injury most of the offseason. So I'm not totally concerned, but definitely hasn't been great for Shemi so far. Uh, we'll touch on Bobby Portis next. Uh, 12 points for him in 22 minutes. Five for 13 from the field. Uh, one of two from three. Um, eight boards and one steal and one block for um, for Bobby. You know, he's he's been... He's been okay. Uh, I thought his first half was really rough last night. Uh, He was just forcing up a lot of contested shots that he has made uh, with the Bucs last year, but I just don't think that he looks completely in sync right now. He did have a much better second half, a really nice putback dunk. The eight boards was great. Four of them were offensive rebounds, so he was really active there, getting the Bucs second chance opportunities. Um, But I just think he's a little off right now. Um, I'm not concerned about it. We all know what Bobby Portis can do. Um, but you know, I just think that he's struggling a little bit to find his way right now. And it's just trying to do a little bit too much on offense. So, um, we, I think Bobby Portis will be fine. Um, just trying to get his legs under him a little bit. Again, he was injured pretty much all off season since that buck scrimmage. So, um, not too concerned, but, um, I just think that he's struggling to find his way a little bit right now. Last guy we'll touch on who really got significant minutes outside of garbage time is Rodney hood. Four points for Rodney hood uh, in 17 minutes, one for four from the field, one of three from three, four boards, two assists for Rodney. He, I said in the off season, he was the the signing that I was most excited about. Um, The guys that we could have picked from were Shemi, Rodney hood, um, and George Hill he has been pretty bad. Um, doesn't have any explosion on offense. He's not shooting the ball well from the mid range or from three. Um, I just don't think he's really doing much out there. I don't know if the injuries that he sustained over his career have just taken away his explosiveness, but he does not look good. Um, I think he's definitely going to fall out of the rotation. Once all of our guys come back, I think a Jordan Wara has definitely passed him up in the rotation when I thought coming into the year that Rodney Hood was probably going to be ahead of Jordan Wara. Um, so I just don't think he's been very good right now. I still have hopes that he can get there, but that torn Achilles suffered two years ago, I think is just gonna, um, is, is getting to him. So, um, I just, I'm not loving what I'm seeing from him so far. I just don't know what he's providing value on the court. I'm just, he's not really doing anything particularly well out there. He's just kind of giving the bucks some spot minutes and making a shot here and there, but, um, definitely down on him right now, but I'm hoping that he can get better. Um, so that's all I've got for you guys today. Uh, obviously nice to see the bucks get a win. I mean, the Detroit Pistons stink, um, but still took care of business and the bucks getting a win, uh, getting back to 500. So again, since we, uh, talk next, uh, the bucks will have four games, uh, Two against the Knicks, the Wizards, and the 76ers. So um, gonna be really interested to see how those games turn out. I think one and three at best is probably what we're looking at. But depending on who comes back from injury, it would probably only be Drew Holiday. So um, hopefully we can at least, you know, get 500, two and two in those games. I'd be feeling good about that. Um, and just kind of tread water right now before the, the guys come back. So hopefully we see a, a Bucks team with more of the starters sooner than later. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Again, uh, please make sure to follow Downtown Browntown on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, 5 a.m. every Thursday, roughly right around there. All the, the episode will be uploaded to those platforms. And also follow me on Twitter at Downtown underscore Brown and on Instagram at Downtown underscore Brown 33. Thanks again, guys, and go Bucks! <laughs>